He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on another beautiful hill country morning, man. I got a little bit of sprinkles yesterday um, up there uh, east of uh, Fredericksburg and uh, no Kerrville. I know the whole area got some little bit of drips and drizzles yesterday, so thank you, God, for that. We appreciate it. I still have cracks in my backyard uh, large enough to uh, swallow small pets. Um, and, uh, so we're, uh, do the cat count every morning to make sure none of them fell down, um, any of the cracks. So there you go. Um, and, uh, I think today, I don't know, it might not even hit a hundred today. That would be the first time since, uh, yeah, I, I believe it was late June, uh, when we hit a hundred and I think we have not, uh, come down below that yet. Today might be the day. So, there you go. But it's still going to be in the upper 90s, so uh, be nice to those people that are working outside. Uh, the humidity is a little bit higher today. Um, but uh, you've got the Weather Channel for that. Um, what you listen to the Matt Long Show for and to the Hill Country Patriot, Patriot is so that you can be informed and uh, stay in touch with what's going on. I got a number of texts and photos from the Election Integrity Workshop yesterday. I hope all of those... Um, People who uh, called me uh, over uh, during the last week, I've had several phone calls where uh, rudely um, been asked to defend everything that, uh, you know, everybody at the uh, those events was saying. And all I can say is go and ask your questions there. I don't have all the answers to your questions. So I hope those people... Who um, and I'm going to say harassed because it was harassment. Both phone calls were. Um, they started out nice, um, but um, those. I uh, hope the two of you uh, were there yesterday and that you stayed for the entire event. I understand Mo Saidi was there, the uh, the Fredericksburg uh, Gillespie County uh, Republican chair. I hope he stayed for the whole time uh, because he left early last time. So I hope uh, there was some knowledge and information out there that was passed around. And uh, so there you go. That was yesterday. But we are moving on from that. Tomorrow, the 24th, Fredericksburg Moms for Liberty are having their very special meeting with Chip Roy. Uh, the only way you're going to get any information about that is to go for momsforliberty.org and uh, find out how to get into that event. You must be registered and have RSVP'd to get into that meeting. It may already be full. Don't show up without RSVPing because I have been told you will not gain admittance, and uh, so you'll uh, be out there, drive all the way out to the airport, and go, hmm, they won't let me in. So, um Please follow directions. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moms for Liberty, go check that website out. Also, easier than that is just open up your newsletter that you got from the Fredericksburg Tea Party on Monday. What? You didn't get that newsletter? Well, you better subscribe to the newsletter. Go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org. All the information 
that you need is right there on all our events. And by the way, I, I, there are events that get by me. There will be events I'll put on one day's, uh, uh, my, uh, I call it my, see, I don't even know what I call it, my matrix. Um, and sometimes it doesn't get transferred to the next day's matrix. If you're listening and you go, Ted Gummit, that Matt, he didn't tell my, my event again. He must be mad at me. No, I'm not. Um, you've got to get in touch with me and let me know that I missed your event. I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, if I am, and there are a couple of organizations whose events I will not uh, pro- pro- uh, promote because I don't agree with them. You know, for example, if the Democrats were to call me up and say, hey, the uh, Gillespie County Democrats are having a big party, would you talk about it on the radio? I would say no. And if we had a, uh, uh, let's see, let's call them a transpublican uh, uh, club in 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 uh, you know in one of our counties and the Transpublican Club wanted to come on and advertise, I'd say no to them as well. I'm not going to promote any Transpublicans or Democrats because they're about the same. Um, but if you think I'm missing your program, get in touch with me, please. Uh, going all the way out Saturday, September 9th, uh, Junction, Seth Keschel. Um, he was, I believe, he was at uh, the Kerrville event yesterday. Uh, Seth is coming out with some interesting statistics, data on um, uh, uh, voting patterns um, in the Hill Country. And uh, it's interesting to see what he's coming up with. Very informative, I'm sure, if he didn't give you this information yesterday. Um, it'll be in Junction on the 9th. I'll give you more details as we get closer. And, of course, still out there, Friday the 22nd of September is our annual Fredericksburg Tea Party Boots and Barbecue event with Charlie Kirk and Don Huffines and Chip Roy. And, uh, I mean, the list of special guests is just, uh, it's long. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great event. We have a great program lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about the shack. Uh, that is uh, not the movie and uh, not that uh, private club that uh, you used to belong to in high school. No, this is the Student Health Advisory Council. Student Health Advisory Council. And uh, this is a, a committee that every single school district is supposed to have in the state of Texas by law. In fact, there's a whole lot of laws that outline who, the shack and who can be on it and and all the uh, what they're supposed to deal with and what are the topics they're supposed to be talking about. Um, it has been usually uh, over the years has been about sexual um, instruction in the classroom and how to do that here in Texas, and we are a uh, promote, um, you know, promote, uh, <laughs> I lost the word. Um, we're to promote uh, not having sex first here in Texas, um, or waiting till you're married. That's what we're supposed to start with first. And then, if you want to talk condoms or anything else like that, or birth control, that is supposed to have a smaller percentage of classroom time. But anyway, all of these things get approved. Uh, they begin at the Shack Student Health Advisory Council, and then they move to the school board, and then the school board makes decisions based upon the recommendations of Shack. And so we're going to be talking about all of the, that with um, 
with Jonathan Science, attorney at law in uh, Austin, Texas. And uh, he's going to be on the line with us here. Before we go, um, speaking of attorneys, uh, you know, there's a lot of good jokes about attorneys. I love the, you know, the one about, you know, what do you call 500 lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? I don't even need to finish that one for you. Um, but uh, that was not a uh, Ben Franklin, as far as I know. But here's another one um, from Ben Franklin con- uh, concerning lawyers. He says, a good lawyer is a bad neighbor. <laughs> there you go. A good lawyer is a bad neighbor. Um, I'm pretty sure that Franklin talks about fences as well um, uh, between you and your neighbors. So tie that one in. And maybe if you have a lawyer next door, maybe you need a bigger fence. I don't know. A special fence. Folks, y'all stay tuned and uh, we will be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be wild. The Fredericksburg Tea Party, along with We the People, Liberty in Action, and Kerr County Patriots, invite you to join us for Boots and Barbecue 2023, Friday, September 22nd, at the YO Hotel and Conference Center in Kerrville. TPUSA founder Charlie Kirk will be joined by special guests Congressman Chip Roy, Don Huffines of Huffines Liberty Foundation, and Rick Green, president of Patriot Academy. Great items in our silent and live auction. Get your tickets at FredericksburgTeaParty.org. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. China Grove for you. This is always just a jamming tune, wasn't it? Just want to make you get up and move around. So while we wait for Jonathan Sions uh, to call in, um, I'm going to go ahead and start talking about your local school health advisory council. And uh, this all has to do with, uh, I believe it was first passed into law. It might have been, I believe, in the 79th legislation. Um, I'm pretty sure that was uh, 2005. Um, actually, I'm sorry. No, here we go. 90 uh, in the 74th election, the 74th legislative session. Yeah, those numbers are way wrong. 74th um, uh, legislative session in uh, 1995, I think, is when this uh, first came up. And what it was was to establish an advisory council at each school that would um, make sure that the district was uh, that local community values are reflected in the district's health education instruction. All right, and I'm reading that right from the law. If you want to write it down, it's section 28.004 or chapter 28, I believe it's called that. We'll get Jonathan on that. And uh, so uh, it's we just call it section 28.004. And I printed it out, and it came to uh, nine pages. Um, and so there's a lot of information on there. And so and over the years, they have added another a number of different things that uh, have to do with health advisory. This year, they included, it was, let me see, House Bill 3908, and I have it in front of me, and uh, it was called uh, Tucker's Act. Um, do not know why, uh, that where that name came from, but it's called the Tucker's Act. 
And uh, it is relating to fentanyl abuse prevention and drug poisoning awareness. I love the fact that they use poisoning in there. And so the School Health Advisory Council, along with um, being in charge, or not actually in charge of, but having the ability to recommend to your school board, uh, they have done all the homework for the school board, basically is what it is. This, uh, you call it a subcommittee or whatever. I don't know if it's legally that, but they, they get together and meet and decide and then take their recommendations on the health classes and how that's going to be handled in your local school district. Now, there are some overriding rules in there. There are rules on who can be on that council. Um, there are rules on that they cannot go past. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Find one of those. All right. So, and there's areas where it's like, all right, this is what you've advised, but you cannot. Um, no matter what your advice is, you cannot um, distribute condoms. All right, and that's right there um, with instructions relating to human sexuality. So they cannot go above and beyond certain rules um, that the state has covered, and that's just um, a, a one uh, one example of it. Um, another one is if a school district wants to separate their kids according to sex for instructional purposes, and I vaguely recall uh, the boys and the girls being split up, when I taught that part of uh, when I was a middle school science teacher and in one uh, job, I had the health, uh, yeah, believe it or not, they had uh, the reproductive, human reproductive uh, system was uh, taken out of the health class and put into the science class. I guess our health teacher didn't want to deal with it. So here's Mr. Science, me, and uh, so it was up to me to teach uh, the plumbing uh, at one job I had when I was... Um, teaching school and that was last century um and the uh i was uh, only allowed at that point in time and at that school that particular school to only teach plumbing i mean that's what it was it really was plumbing um human plumbing and that was about all i could get into um and of course we're going way 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 beyond that there were um if you're going to be teaching about any uh, sexuality or reproduction in schools, again, this goes through the SHAC, uh, Student Health Advisory Council. And uh, the, uh, let's see, I keep waiting for Jonathan to call in. And the, all of that goes through and the SHAC, that's who it is. Now, the law, the state law on SHAC says you have to have a minimum of five people on the um, shack, a minimum of five people on the shack, and a majority of the members must be the persons who are parents of students enrolled in the district and not employed by the district. So you got five members. If you go to five, then three of them must be parents and parents who do not work in the school district. Now, who are the other twos? Um, oh, and by the way, one of those parents must be either the chair or the co-chair. All right. Now, so you've got three of the five, if you stick with the minimum. Three of them are parents now. They're a majority. And then, so you've got um, two more seats to fill. Um, there is a list, and I keep saying, um, there is a list 
of eight different people um, that will qualify for these other two seats. Um, a classroom teacher employed by the district, um, a school counselor certified, and they have uh, you know special laws, what kind of uh, a school counselor who's employed by the district, uh, an administrator. You can also have a student on there if you want. Um, you can have a health care professional, including medical or mental health professionals can be, and they have to be certified in this state. You can have someone from the business community, someone from law enforcement, and a senior citizen. So those are the types of people. We're going to see if we've got Jonathan here. Um, you are live. You are live. You are live on the air. This is uh, Matt Long. Hey Matt, I'm sorry. I got oh bogged down. Very important project I'm working on, I'm, and I lost track. Uh, no, no worries, no worries. I'm sure it is. I've just been going over the Shack Student Health Advisory Council. I've kind of gone through what it is that they're supposed to do, and the addition this year of uh, 3908, which put uh, fentanyl um, poisoning uh, education into the Shack as well. And then I was just going over who is uh, supposed to be assigned to those shacks. Uh, every school is supposed to have a shack um, of at least five people, and the majority of them must be parents. And then there is a list of about eight different people that qualify um, to fill in the other seats. So give us, give us your, your, tell us what uh, your, your introduction to shack, please, sir. Well, I think, first of all, the student, excuse me, school health advisory councils are something that a lot of people are not aware of, but it's an opportunity for people in their community, in their school district, to do something worthwhile to volunteer and to make a difference. Uh, now, one thing I will tell you is the left, people that like to, you know, challenge these laws and go against our values here in Texas, a lot of times these things can get loaded up with those type of individuals that have an agenda and their agenda is to, you know, weaken parental rights, to teach uh, transgender, LGBT, anti-American type stuff. And particularly here in the Austin area, it's been a big problem. And so you think about if you decide to do something like this, you make it less likely, in my opinion, that somebody else is going to get on there that has uh, a bad agenda. So that, that's something to keep in mind when people a lot of times are going, hey, what can I do? You don't have to have a child at the school to be able to be on the uh, School Health Advisory Council. Sometimes people think that as well. And so a lot of opportunity there. You know, we, we're highlighting this in a blog post on our website, txvalues.org, everything you need to know for back to school uh, in relation to some of these new laws and things that relate to schools. And we'll be talking about these issues, too, at our policy event on September 15th and 16th here in Central Texas. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a great one, um, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. On Shack, one of the things, uh, our local Shack, or let's just let's just not make it personal here. So if you had a school district that um, decided, uh, you know, we're just going to take the Shack we have now, we're going to dismember it, and uh, we're going to uh, create a new one, and uh, we're going to do that here in the next couple of weeks. In fact, we're going to do it before the next Shack meeting. And so I was looking through all the laws. There are no, I've got nine pages. I printed out 28.004. And um, there's nothing in there that says how the school, how the district is supposed to 
um, keep the, the only thing is they got to meet four times a year. Is there anything else in that law that restricts the schools on how they can uh, band or disband or disregard Shaq? Yeah, let me take a closer look at it and see. Um, I would agree that that's problematic, right? And because sometimes you might have people that are doing it for you know nefarious reasons or whatever, and so um, you know that that would concern me to see that happening. And I think we've got to be on guard for some of these things, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to see more people and parents getting involved in this process as you make them more aware, as we make them more aware. And a lot of times, some of these people that are involved in the school district. They don't like a lot of our people, sadly. Yep. So they, this might be something that they try to do to push back um, and, and disband and whatever and try to get different people on there. So I'll take a closer look at it, though. Yeah, it's been interesting. I read through all the – I just couldn't find uh, any kind of process in there like that. Um, so it is the same as a school board meeting. Let's just kind of clear all this up. Uh, parents have a right to attend. They have the right to sign up to speak, giving, uh, given uh, whatever rules the shack has, but they have to have that. The meeting is also, you can record it. Um, and I believe, and you, again, you, I may have caught you off guard on this one, but I believe that also they are required to record it and then publish it. And I know that school board meetings and city meetings, city council meetings, that was dependent upon the size of your community. But I could not find anything depending uh, on the audio and video. So according to this law, your shack is supposed to be recording these meetings in audio and or video and then releasing those so am i right so far that this is really this an, an open meetings act type of meeting i mean that's how i read it you know and so i mean it, it's right there under section d1 um 1b no section d1 um where are we at number three mm-hmm. in this chapter 28 of the education code and so uh, you know and look i mean that's become more important these days right i mean I've been to school board meetings where they try to shut you down, where they don't want the public to know what's happening. Some of these meetings, they don't want you to record them, right? And oh yeah. So I think it's important to have this type to, to use the technology that way, and to increase accountability. Hopefully. Yeah, that 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 is the key. That's what always bothers me when someone says, "Well, I don't want you recording this meeting," and it's like, "Well." Why not? You know, why do you not want, especially if you are elected or part of our government, We, uh, why would you not want these recorded? So um, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about your event in September. I'm very excited about that. I'm going to be working on getting my credentials for that and uh, hopefully be there to cover it. And uh, so tell us about your September event, please, sir. Well, I'm excited about this. This is the Texas Values Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum. It's an educational event. We want to educate, motivate, and activate people on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. This is at Great Hills Baptist Church in the northwest part of Austin. We've got some great speakers. So the idea is to have different um, time periods and schedules, uh, panels, if you will. So like every 30 minutes or an hour, it's a different group of people or a different person, a different topic to really give people a lot of good information about what's going on on some of these issues of faith, family, and freedom. What can they do if they want to get more involved? What are their rights on these issues? A variety of different things. So there's going to be a lot of substance and also a lot of function to what we do. 
and form. And so we're excited, but great speakers. Riley Gaines, the young lady who's leading the Save Women Sports Movement, who continues to get attacked for this, um, is going to be one of our speakers. Abby Johnson, former abortion uh, director and now pro-life director and, and leader for the past 10, 15 years. She's going to be there. Sam Brownback, who was the uh, religious freedom ambassador under President Trump during that administration and former governor of Kansas, he's going to be there. We also have Paula Scanlon, a teammate of Leah Thomas or Will Thomas, this male athlete that was swam in the women's division. Chloe Cole, a young lady who went through a gender transition and realized this is not a good idea as a teenager, and she stopped it. Now she's going around the country telling people why it's a bad idea and how we can do something about it. Um, John Devine, Texas Supreme Court Justice. I can't go through the whole list. We'll run out of time. TXValues.org, incredible speakers. It's only $25 to attend, but if you're a student uh, age 21 or younger or you're a pastor of church, we have free tickets for you. That sounds excellent. I am at, uh, folks, go to TXValues.org. It's right there at the top. Register today. All the information you need is right there. And just below that link is the featured news. And uh, the one we talked about last week is story number two there, everything you need to know before heading back to school. And then the top story on your featured news is interesting. It is a letter that you have written and sent to every school district to inform them of new Texas laws taking effect. And so that's quite a service because I always wonder, you know, if there's a new law that goes out that says, uh, you know, a plumber can only uh, turn this nut in this direction and he can't turn it in that direction. I always wonder how do the, all the plumbers learn about these, you know, new laws? And I just use that as an example. So you're doing quite a service by sending every school district um, and this letter. In fact, you can even get on the link and you can go down, folks. It is a detailed letter. It is four pages long, and it goes through all the new laws and where everybody's supposed to be. So if the, your school has already received that letter, now you should go get a copy of it so you'll know what they're being informed of. That's at txvalues.org and uh, those two stories are right the, all of those three things are right there on top of the page jonathan thank you sir very much for coming in today anything else uh, anything important we missed no but that's part of what we do right we 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 put this out last week so parents and families know this week we sent that letter to all 1200 school districts i think there's a few more than 1200 school districts in the state of texas that's a lot of ground to cover but we covered it. That's what we do. Come to our event. You'll learn more about it on September 15th and 16th. Or go to our website, find out more about what we do, and consider making a, a donation. We are a tax-deductible organization. Yes, sir. All right, Jonathan, thank you very much. All right, folks, there you go. Jonathan Science, our regular Wednesday guest. And um, we are going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back. I'm going to be unpacking more of the Texas heist if you have not watched that 37-minute video, I'm really disappointed. I think Santa, I've already sent a letter to Santa telling him that anybody who has not watched the Texas Heist video uh, in its entirety is, um, he says he's going to put you on the naughty list. So y'all uh, better get over there and check out Texas Heist and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it and play some more excerpts when we get back after this awesome break. He's a teacher and activist. In an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone, 
Anyone? And your host. Anyone? Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Anyone? I don't know if that's an appropriate uh, levy. Uh, that may be uh, true for Southern California. You know, I have to laugh. They haven't built any reservoirs in 30 years, and they're in a drought, and they get all this water, and it just runs right off into the ocean, for crying out loud. At least I've got a, a catch pond, oh, yeah, a tank in uh, my backyard, so any water that I can save gets saved in that tank. And Honest to God, I hope I don't ever have to drink out of it, but I know how to boil water, and uh, I will. Who knows? I may be drinking out of that water someday. All right, The Texas Heist. It's a film that came out, Texas Scorecard. You can find a link. The easiest place to find your link is in your Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter that comes out every Monday. What? You don't get the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter? Well, go sign up and get the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, and you would have had the easiest job of finding this link to Texas Heist, the Texas Heist. Or you can go to Texas Scorecard and find it, because that's who put it out. Or you can even just go straight to the YouTubes and uh, search the Texas Heist. It was at the top of that search. It has now slipped down. Um, could be nefarious actions on that uh, slipping further down in the search. So here we're going to go. I gave you the introduction to it yesterday. We talked about it a little bit. And I remember when I first got engaged in Texas politics and 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 uh, and and kind of decided to go down to the Capitol. And I've told this story a lot of times. I was like a deer in the headlights for that first session. There were very few people at the Capitol on the conservative side doing any kind of organization or training or anything. Um, we had uh, that very first session. Uh, there was a group uh, that uh, uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan, I don't even think that organization exists anymore, but it was Michael Quinn Sullivan and and uh, t- uh, uh, attorney uh, uh, McDonald, Tony McDonald, um, and a handful of other people that were all together. Now all of those people who were giving me some a uh, little bit of input in that first session that I was up there, they're still all around in Texas, but it's amazing. They're in all kinds of different organizations these days. In fact, um, we're going to be talking to Emily uh, Cook. Um, her maiden name was Kibado, and uh, we're going to be talking with her, I believe, uh, either tomorrow or Friday, and she was part of that original group that gave us a lot of training. But there was just not all the um, all the tools were not available when I first got started that are available for you now. It's amazing how far we've come. And so I remember thinking, this is really strange. The Democrats seem to have a lot of power, and yet they were outnumbered heavily by the Republicans, and and we had Democrats in important chairs, and I really wondered, and so they started telling me this story. I have repeated the story over the years. I rarely get the years right. If it's 2000, it might have been 2002. It might have been 98. But the story, the song remains the same. And uh, so I'm going to play you the next little part out of this after the introduction that you heard yesterday about is the uh, is your capital being run by Democrats. And so here we go with uh, the next part of uh, this uh, the heist movie. 
as I've been traveling Texas, I've had people telling me that they feel like the Texas House is run by Democrats. Look, we can all count. There are more Republicans in the Texas House than Democrats. But these folks have been insistent. They point to the large number of basic Republican priorities and conservative reforms, some that have been watered down, others that took an unnecessarily long amount of time to accomplish. Many have been ignored completely. They bring up border security, election integrity, school choice, eliminating property taxes. And they point to the most active Republican attorney general in the nation, being impeached by the Republican-dominated House, but with more Democrats than Republicans voting for impeachment. So, do the Democrats control the Texas House? So, that's a really good question. Yeah, I would say that's a really good question. Let's see. I want to go back to this. You know, they promise you this. You've seen this in the last section, the last exact. What does every Republican come along and every mailer that sends out, what does it say? Oh, border security, school choice, uh, lower your property taxes, get rid of your property taxes. Now, you may have only been paying attention for a year or two or two or three sessions. Folks, this goes back 22 years. 24 years as to when these Republicans have been making you the same promises, the very same promises for 20 years. And what? We have to have a special session in October? Listen, listen, to, this, listen to this part again if I got it marked right. They bring up border security, election integrity, school choice, eliminating property taxes, and they point to the most active Republican attorney general in the nation. All right, I want to play that again because it's important. This has been going on for 20 years, 22 years, 24 years, where they have said, we're going to do all of these things. In fact, uh, when we get back from the break, I'm going to play that one more time. you got to hear this. They bring up border security, election integrity, school choice, eliminating property taxes, that, 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 that's what they tell you every time, isn't it? Have they done it yet? I, I'm, I'm going to give you a second to, to check to, uh, you know, ask your uh, family member who's riding next to you, ha, ha, have they done any of those things yet? Folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to delve in a little bit more as to why you are not getting the results that you think you're going to get when you keep sending Transpublicans to the state capitol. He's 100% Texan. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Now that's appropriate. Stranglehold. Does the uh, do the Democrats have a stranglehold on the Texas House, even with a minority? Folks, they do. And you're going to hear um, um, uh, Rick Green is coming up. He was, I believe, elected in 98 to the Texas House. Rick and Kara now live in the hill country of Texas and have the, uh, not now, they've been living in the hill country of Texas for quite some time. 
but they've opened up the Patriot Academy, which is being built. They're already offering um, um, uh, firearms uh, lessons, self-defense lessons and stuff out there. But he is, uh, we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of Rick Green. In fact, Rick is going to be part of our event in September 22nd, Friday night, and uh, an outstanding opportunity for you to learn more about the Patriot Academy. But Rick Green served his time in the Texas House, and he's going to tell you about all the promises that were made to um, uh, voters in 98. Are you ready? Are you ready? Listen carefully to what Rick Green says. Rick Green was elected into the Texas House in 1998 when it was still run by the Democrats, but the GOP was trying hard to change that. What was the promise y'all were making? What, what, what was it you were saying was going to be different? Or was anything going to be different? We'd go out on the campaign trail, we'd go all over the state and say, we can't get the good stuff done until we get the majority. Got to have a Republican speaker. As soon as we get a Republican speaker, we're going to be able to get school choice. We're going to be able to get all this good stuff through. Did vote- All right, I stopped it there because I think that's important. I want to play that part again because keep in mind this is 1998 and what did they tell the voters if we, in fact, doesn't that sound familiar? We've heard that at the federal level, haven't we? Well, if you just give us the House, we'll, we'll, we'll do all these things when we give them the House. And they say, well, we need the Senate now. Okay, we'll give you the Senate. So we get a House and the Senate. It's like, well, we need a president, too. We need a president. So we give them a president. So they got the House, the Senate, and the president for usually it's only two years, right? What do they do? They don't do diddly squat, or they do diddly squat, <laughs> however you want to look at it. I stopped that in the middle. I'm going to start it again. Rick Green was elected into the Texas House in 1998 when it was still run by the Democrats, but the GOP was trying hard to change that. What was the promise y'all were making? What, what, what was it you were saying was going to be different? Or was anything going to be different? We'd go out on the campaign trail, we'd go all over the state and say, we can't get the good stuff done until we get the majority. Got to have a Republican speaker. As soon as we get a Republican speaker, we're going to be able to get school choice. We're going to be able to get all this good stuff through. Did voters think that they were getting a Republican House? Or did they think they were going to kind of keep with the with the status quo? Did they think, well, you know, everything's okay. We just like a different letter next to the name. No one I know that went out, sweating it out, knocking on doors, holding signs at the polls, making phone calls, writing the checks, doing all the things they did to make this change, expected for there to be no change. Did you hear that? Nobody who is out knocking doors, raising money, writing checks, nobody in those years thought that all of this turning the republican turning the house into a republican house everybody assumed that this was going to be different what were the promises they made what were the what were the promises they made and why are they 22 years 25 years later still making those promises different We'd go out on the campaign trail, we'd go all over the state and say, we can't get the good stuff done until we get the majority. Got to have a Republican speaker. As soon as we get a Republican speaker, we're going to be able to get school choice. We're going to be able to get all this good stuff through. Did voters think that they were getting a Republican House? Did voters think they were getting a Republican House? Of course they did. That's why we push Republicans. That's why we say 
Republican. And, and, and then we get these guys in, and, and you're going to go over, if you haven't listened to this yet, if you have not found the Texas heist, the next thing he's going to be talking about is, and he's got a couple of little more uh, 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 folks who were elected during this time period as Republicans and as conservatives, and they're going to tell you what it was like when they got there their first year. And then very quickly into this, they're going to say, now to understand to understand why we had the session we had in the 88th, why was Ken Paxton, was, was Ken Paxton uh, uh, impeached by the Democrats in a Republican-held house? Yeah, he, he was impeached by the Democrats. There were more Democrats that voted for the impeachment of Paxton than there were Republicans, and yet we have control of the House. What's that supposed to mean? And who led this attack on, on, on Paxton? Who led that attack? Who was in? Not only did he lead it, but he was secretly attacking Paxton for the entire session. He had a secret committee that met in secret that did not take sworn testimony. I'm going to say that again, and we're going to start making a point of that. This secret committee that met did not take sworn testimony. Let me tell you how important that is. Every single individual who signs up, like I do, like Michael Belsick does, every one of those individuals, when you fill out a form, when you do it electronically or you do it on the cards up at the Capitol and you want to testify, Every You must check the box that says, I swear that this is true. That, that's, that, you, you can't testify in front of a House committee or a Senate committee without swearing that it's true. You can't do it. And yet, we had this secret committee that met for the whole session, from what I understand. I don't know all the details because it was secret by none other than Andy Murr. Andy Murr, pushing forward the Democrats' desires. Nobody in the Republican Party mentioned Paxton impeachment. Nobody, nobody. Go back and do as many searches as you want. If you're a journalist and you have access to Nexus Lexus or whatever that is, that really hot search engine, uh, or any of the new AI search engines, find me an article in this last session that said Republicans were considering impeaching Paxton. There is not one, not one. But you do that search and you will find Democrat after Democrat after Democrat from the very beginning of the session and even before saying when we get in there, we're going to go after Paxton. And the Republicans just let them. And the Democrats used Andy Murr to do all their dirty work. Andy Murr is one of the dirty dozen and one of the enforcers for these transpublican problems that we are having up at the Capitol. Andy Murr, he is an enforcer for these transpublicans, these folks who who will give the Democrats what they want and blow off the grassroots of the Republican Party. Again, go to the Texas heist. Find this. Open up your, open up your, um, 
newsletter you got from the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Go all the way down to the bottom. Go to that link for the Texas heist. Watch this. The receipts are there, as the kids say today. The receipts are all there. Everything you need to know. The story I have been telling you now since I've been on the air about the coup that started with Joe Strauss worked its way through uh, Bonin and then now Dade Phelan. And there's about 12, actually they call it the Dirty Dozen, and uh, it doesn't have 12 names on it. It has 13 names on it, so it's like a baker's dozen. They've got 13 of the biggest enablers of the Democrats in the Texas House. These are folks with an R by their name. These are the Transpublicans. And you're going to know a lot of those names, and especially if you live around here, Andy Murr is one of the dirty dozen. And um, listen, this 37-minute video, I haven't even touched where Andy Murr is on this video. <laughs> we're, we're starting at the beginning. We're going to work you through this. And um, at some point um, here pretty soon, we're going to start playing the Andy Murr parts. But if I just started out, attack Andy Murr, you, you wouldn't be listening to me very long. You need all the background. You need to know why I say that. You need to know why those of us who work at the Capitol, who are eyewitnesses to what's happening in the Capitol, know who the bad guys are and the good guys are. We can identify the trans Republicans for you, and we're going to continue doing that. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, please. And uh, we will see you back here manana, and I hope you get some moisture at your house.